When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Neve Kavanagh. And I'm Gerald Farley. And you're listening to Agony Rants. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm feeling good, actually. I'm feeling much brighter. (laughs) (laughs) It's lovely to see you. Uh, Um, It's always lovely to see you. We've had lovely brownies this morning. We did. (laughs) We did. We did eat some. But then it's, you know, a brownie is very rarely far away. Uh, Listen, wherever two or more of us meet. (laughs) We will sometimes make do with a pan au chocolat. Yeah. Do you know what? There's an awful lot to be said. There's nothing like mm. a decent pan au chocolat before nine o'clock in the morning oh, with yeah. a good cup of coffee. Now, the question is, the big ones or the little ones you can get in, you know, like in hotels where you get the little bijou ones? No. Do you know what? I'm not a fan of the the ones that sweat. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, like, you know, like sometimes they get pastry and it's kind of like you pick it up and it's kind of sweaty. Sweaty. It's like a damp. Oh, do you know what I mean? Where are like, you having like pastries? It's always, like it's always those hotel breakfasts because they. Well, I think it's because they, they're warm or and something. They when sit, they, yeah. and, no, actually, do you know what? I'm yeah. really, I'm really giving that too much credit. They're not warm. No, like not. they were pulled out of a crate. <laughs> like, no, well, they, they might bake them in house. Yeah, but they, they might. but they were but made six months ago in Beirut. Oh no. <laughs> Become over as part of a people trafficking <laughs> operation. Don't take the joy out of mini pastries. I have to say, do you know what? I'm over, right? What are you over? I'm over hotel breakfast. Just the one thing. Oh, <laughs> hotel breakfast. What part of it? You know, I kind of get it. You know, everything. There's very little difference between a good hotel and a bad hotel breakfast. Wise, the breakfast yeah. is it's pretty much slapped together. Well, it's not. It's just it's quite often sits. You know, if you go somewhere where they take your order, like, so if you order, there's some very posh hotels, which I've stayed in occasionally, and you can order Eggs Benedict. And oh, when and that comes that, out, that's like, nice. that's like pristine. Yeah, like, but when they go up, when they hand you a plate and say, go up to the trough You there. know, you know you're not getting any runny yolk anyway. And do you know what I'm very particular about as well, with regard to fries? Just, Is yeah. beans. I really like beans. Yeah, me too. But I can't have them touching anything else. <laughs> You want them in a little I ramekin. I want them in a little ramekin. And I don't think that's too much to ask for. No, I think you should just bring one with you. <laughs> that's a great idea. 
Do you know what I did last time? And a woman looked at me like I, I now I almost said something. She looked at me. She very, she was very condescending. Oh, was she? I put, put they weren't. There wasn't the option to put to it in a ramekin. To have the bean separate. So right. I, I put them in a teacup. That's not wrong. That, that was fair enough. I Thank you very much. Listen, this the way old some people bastard are... of a woman sitting behind me glaring at. Me. <laughs> I always, you know, I love it in a hotel, you know, like where there is a spa in a hotel. Yeah. And you see those women wandering around that they've clearly just been pummeled. Oh, yeah. Like, and they're, they're always wearing a bathrobe and the hair is slicked back and they're but just they, zen. Their feet aren't even moving. They're no, just gliding back to wherever they're Well, that going. was me the entire time I was in the market. I actually stayed in a hotel there recently, right? And it was a very nice hotel. Mm. No bath. Yeah, but quite a lot of them don't have In a fancy hotel. They kind of have a shower. A good shower. Break. I know. You can't lose. You can't use a lush bath bomb in a shower. <laughs> Do you bring them with you? Yeah, I have a brilliant one. Wow. Yeah, you just like fling it in, and the whole thing goes like Lucas out. <laughs> fizzy. <laughs> yeah. You want a fizzy bath? Yeah, it's not. And you smell of orange. It's bad. Oh, yeah, is it's it lovely. sticky? It's not sticky. No, no, I can't be dealing with that. Some, but sometimes those bath bombs. Did we not talk about bath bombs before? Maybe. Well, I mean, I have an awful lot to say about them. I don't, I don't think that would. I don't think that should preclude us from this no, conversation. No, you're right. Maybe. You're right. You're right. I'm right in there. The thing is, sometimes you come out and you think, "Is it chalky?" I don't know what. It depends on the bath bomb, I suppose. Is it? I, yeah, like I mean, if you're buying your bath bomb and deals, it's <laughs> says you who buys your strawberries and cream. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, shower gel, no problem. You didn't want but any judgment for I, that. I wouldn't steep in it. <laughs> well. <laughs> if you steep in anything in there now. You know, we I took... Say, I admire the confidence of people that buy their contraception and deals. Oh, maybe they put a few bob on the, the, the horses as well. But a good few years ago, we were doing a bathroom up and I said, we'll just put in a really good shower because the boys were into, coming into that teen stage where oh, any right, encouragement yeah. to get in the shower was a good thing. What's happened is, and I loved a bath. Oh my God. I yeah, have, I, love I a bath. loved a bath. I've forgotten how to be in a bath. I think that's attention span. I think our attention spans are all a lot shorter. So what you do is, right, <laughs> I set up for a bath. I spent ages, you know, like oh, the water yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make sure the bathroom's nice and clean. I'll lower the lights. Yeah, oh, you candle, go the whole uh, enchilada. Bath bomb in. You know. And then you and get in. Pour gin and tonic even. Ooh. Fancy gin and tonic. iPad, have something to watch. Lovely. Hit play, get into the bath. Five, Five minutes. minutes later, I'm like, well, kind of done. I, th- I think I've worked out why this happens to me. And that is because I do so much pre-bath work. Oh. That by the, by the time you're going to get into the bath, you're like, I'm kind of on a roll. I can get the kitchen done. <laughs> do the Pre- dishwasher. Pre-bath. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like, you know, like you, you know, clean the bathroom, get the towels, you know, change yeah. the bath mat, you know, all of that sort of stuff. That you kind of, you're, you're on a roll then. Yeah. Like, geez, maybe I'll change the duvet while I'm at it. <laughs> This episode's about lies. Oh, okay. <laughs> we are 13 minutes in. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't mentioned Have you told one lie yet? I'm really bad at lies. Oh, no. I'm just, I can't do them. Now, don't get me wrong, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> you give it a good go. Absolutely. <laughs> Is that dinner lovely? It's gorgeous. Oh, oh, I can't wait to see what. You, no game face. I can't. <laughs> Can't wait to see what animal you slaughtered for the dessert. Oh. <laughs> I will attempt to lie, but I'm very bad. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's me neck. 
It's your neck. Yeah. What about it's, your uh, neck? My neck goes red and I stick, and what happens is, I've seen myself do it, I've watched it. I, sti- I stick my chin out a bit. Oh. I'm like, oh, I'm lying now. I've got to be watching yeah. that now. Sorry. I, like, I'd love to be better at lying, right? Because I, I, like, I, these people who go through their whole lives, you know, like these serial killers and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they oh, tell oh, lies right. all For the, the time. For the lion, okay, yeah. And they're just, it's no problem to them. I tell, like, I remember, like, I told lies when I was a kid. I can still remember lies I would have told when I was a kid. Oh, me and too. still they are burned into my brain. <laughs> you told a lie and at some point you're going to have to come clean now. <laughs> oh, you weren't even caught out? No! Oh, no, so I, I don't have to be caught out to feel guilty about it. So, but why would you think that you were a bad liar then? You must be a good liar if you weren't caught out. Oh, as a kid, I was brilliant. Okay. I was a kid, I was absolutely brilliant. Do you know why? Because I was one of those kids that was creepily intense. So, <laughs> I was very... Just as a child. You know, like, I like I, I could have been in Sixth Sense or something like that. I was a very creepy child. <laughs> but what I used to do was, any interaction I ever had with an adult, I would look them right in the eye. Oh, okay. Yeah. Slightly disconcerting. Yeah. So, like, people were unnerved anyway <laughs> when they spoke to me. So, lies, they didn't mind if I was lying. It was, they were just glad it was over. <laughs> but I was a terrible liar, too, when I was young. I I, I get caught, right? Because that's... Yeah. I how, have, do, how do you react, though, when you're caught? Um... <laughs> Do you double down? Like I, I like oh, oh. I don't know any other way. Oh <laughs> no! I do you know what? Sometimes it's, I I admire people who can just laugh it off when they get caught. They don't seem to be. I die a thousand deaths if I get caught. And actually, the chances are, if I'm lying in the first place, I'm in a very dark place because I can't. <laughs> I I I just can't lie. Let me tell you, right. I'll tell you a really funny story about subterfuge. Right when I was young, subterfuge. You know. I thought I was being really super clever. So I told my mum, I used to be in the choir in school, right? Okay. And it won't surprise you to, to know that I was in the special choir, which means we did all the, you know, the special stuff. Uh, there was like oh. an after school. So, <laughs> I thought you meant the whole lot of town death kids. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just like me. That's a revelation. Heartbroken. <laughs> no, no. It was it was called the special choir, but basically what it was, you went after school and then you did the. Uh, the oh right! Oh, oh right! The exceptional. The choir. exceptional okay. choir. Oh, I like that better. Actually, the exceptional mm. special does have a different connotation, doesn't it? Really? <laughs> anyway, so I was in that choir, and we used to rehearse after school, maybe Tuesdays and Thursdays, I think, or something like that. Anyway, and uh, this day. Um, about fifth year I think that I decided um, I'd like to meet this fella I'd met at a disco <clears throat> and he was um, he was very exotic like he was had a Canadian ac- accent and he was oh. you know he, you know he was like he was high quality kind of you know crushed material at that age okay. do you know what I'm talking about yeah totally 100%. anyway so yeah, it was him right and so he agreed he was finished school early so he said he would come and meet me and so I told my mum that I was going to special choir, right? Anyway, so me and this gentleman were um, having a little chat and perhaps a, a small amount of snogging as we would have had back then. Okay. And um, one of the nuns found us, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we were marched off the... Sister, sister contraception. Sister, <laughs> sister contraception uh, took exception. <laughs> and... Uh, so um, anyway, so I sheepishly walked home after that. And, you know, I used to have to walk from Cabra to Finger, So it was quite a walk. Yeah. And so when, by the time I got home, my mother was standing in the door. <laughs> Clearly, she'd had a phone call from the nun. Right. <gasps> and I kid you not, they basically told her that I was fornicating in the fields. <laughs> <laughs> 
fornicating I in the field. It was in so much trouble. It wasn't even funny. <laughs> I got suspended for two and a half days. I mean, to be fair. It, two the, and a half days? I know. No, no. I you see. happily said <laughs> No, no. I was delighted. My cred, my cred went up in the school big time. Oh, like, of course it did. And considering I used to sing for old nuns funerals, that was quite a thing. But actually, yeah, I got I got suspended for two and a half days. How did the previous um, principal, like if she'd still been in, I'd have, they would never found my body like because <laughs> <laughs> she was tough. But, you know, the new one, she read a passage of out of the Bible and told me to mend my ways. <laughs> she read a Bible passage to oh, you? Uh-huh. That was that was a, the only thing I got. Yeah. My God. I know. It was probably about some sort of wanton woman or some such a thing. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so that, but I That was the one time you told a big lie. Yeah. So I, I've never been very good at it ever since, honestly. And what happened to the Canadian? Well, I don't know. I suppose he went back home. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do we know his name? I mean, you know me in an Insta deep dive. No. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Okay. Right, we're going to find him. I'll post pictures. You're going to find him. What I'll do is Listen. I'll just get, I'll just read I'll just repost everything to my stories. <laughs> like the only thing I would say, you know, he was he, sometimes you know those really good-looking younger boys. Sometimes yeah. they don't age well. They don't. They lose their hair. They. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, the yeah, hair yeah, yeah. and the real blue eyes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Sometimes they don't. they don't. Do you know what it is though? Because I think you get one shot. This is my theory. One right? shot at what? Yeah. I, like, I think you're, I, I don't think you are consistently handsome your whole life. Okay. I think There's a moment where you peak. Yeah, I think you peak. Okay. And I think what's important is that you're aware. Of when that is. Of when that is. And use that opportunity. Yeah. To nail it yeah. down. I think that everyone has that opportunity. You just have to know when it is. And if you miss it. And the problem is that people, <laughs> yeah, if you miss it, that's quite important. Because, <laughs> like, if you're if you're overcautious, you can be like, I think it's now, I think it's now, and then you realize, oh no, it was back then. Okay, like that's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. That is unfortunate. It is. I once had a fridge magnet that my friend of mine bought me, which I still wonder why she did. But she says, you know, men are like chocolates. If you wait too long, you only have the weird ones. Nobody else wants. <laughs> I think that the best lie I was ever told. I was thinking about this was I remember years ago Yeah, we were very young and my my mum I think she was going out somewhere I think she was going somewhere for a night or something Okay. so my dad was she was probably having a baby actually that's <laughs> we, all my memories of mammy being away are always like no she was having a baby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mammy's gone on a holiday <laughs> No, Is I that th- it? Yeah. Was that the only time you let her out of the house? I think that, yeah. I mean, I think, like, if you were to say to her, like, she was saying, the only time I ever got peace, so I was in labour. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember my, my mum must have been in hospital and we got chipper. Oh. Right? I remember <laughs> at one point my sister asked, what's your belly button for? And I thought, now she's younger than me. So that's a class question. Yeah, and I thought, great question. I know. Fantastic. Never so, thought to ask. Conversation I'd starter. I'd love to know. Love to know. Yeah. And my dad just looked and went. <laughs> <laughs> this is my worst life. I am not getting into this. <laughs> <laughs> and what he told us was <laughs> that it was where you put the ketchup when you were eating chips. <laughs> Which I thought. Makes like, sense. That makes sense. Total sense. Does it though? You have to be well, lying down eating your chips. Like, what if it falls out? Well, How I, big is your belly button? Well, I mean, we were all innies. <laughs> so, oh. like... <laughs> Clear. 
I mean, if one of us was, was an Audi, it would have been a bit. You would have what been... do we do with this? You put your rings on it. <laughs> but my mom, my mom came home, and and our new thing was we were we would spray ketchup into our belly buttons and dip chimps in. Did you... And she was just like, "Did she call child services?" Because I would have called. Yeah, child my, my, services my mom was just like, "We're putting an end to this." Right now, <laughs> before I'm anyone gets control, <laughs> I'm taking control before anyone gets curry sauce and scalds and sauce. <laughs> but I just thought that was genius. I thought it was an absolute. I I, I think that the lies that par- like the lies that parents have to tell their children. I mean, what we do is we're going to put a trigger warning here because we're going to talk about a lie that the big lie parents have to tell their their children. Yeah. So, if there's any children in listening, yeah, move them out of the room. Move them out of the room. <laughs> So, we're taking it from now. Kids okay. are out of the room. Okay. The whole family thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. That is a minefield. It right? is. That is an absolute minefield. I remember, right, years ago, when I was, I think I would have been in sixth. I was probably fifth class, yeah. actually. And it was coming up to Christmas. Okay. And I was a bit inquisitive. And my mother thought. <laughs> About Santa. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> and <laughs> and my mother was like, she knew what I was like. Okay. As soon as I knew something, I told everyone. Okay. So she was like. She had to get, we, hedge we off have, the past. We have to get Christmas out of the way here. Okay, we've got to hedge off the past. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what she did was she told me a Christmas story, oh. right? All about Christmas, about Santa Claus, the whole thing. And it was absolutely magical and amazing and I left that conversation being like oh nothing sure there's nothing sure of course of course he exists yes of that's course. it and what had been happening was other boys in school had been telling me this of course because that's when it happens but Actually, I was just like, they're all idiots they're idiots yeah oh look oh the magic of Christmas <laughs> but what happened was right uh-huh. the following year yeah was I was still enthralled in the magic of Christmas right and, and I would then have been she had to tell going you. to secondary school and she was just like can't be having that. We can't do we can't do this. No. So my dad was tasked with telling me. <laughs> and to this day Did he steal your dream? He says it was the most traumatic thing <laughs> he has ever done. <laughs> it's terrible. Because I did not make it easy. No. I was just like, but the magic of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and he makes the toys in the North Pole and is the sleigh real and what's like it was just what, what he, are you telling me here he, he what are you telling get, me he didn't get to shatter my dreams he got like a hammer and a chisel and he had to peck away at them for about three hours um, but <laughs> and afterwards he, he apparently he told my mother he was like I'm never doing that again <laughs> the birds and the bees are yours <laughs> yeah. no, he would have done that no problem but this <laughs> never again <laughs> see I was a pragmatist as well yeah and this is the bit that really annoyed my mother because one Christmas uh, we were all sitting, we all just got all our Santa presents, mm. we were all thrilled. And I was sitting there and I looked at my parents and went, why do you never get us anything? <laughs> <laughs> I think I definitely had And my mom was just like, Oh. <laughs> Kill him. And then for like every year after that, we all got, we got like, a little present under the tree. <laughs> Attention Agony Rants listeners, I am going to be going on tour later on in the year and early next year with my show Glamour Hammer and I will be going all around Ireland and the UK. The dates on sale at the moment are Port Leash, Dundalk, Limerick, which is sold out, Galway, Belfast, Clonakilty, Waterford, Wexford, Sligo, 
Cahor. Uh, I'll be at the Everyman in January. Uh, my Liberty Hall shows are sold out, but we've just put on a Baker Street, which is very much not sold out. So, <laughs> not just yet. So come along, we'd love to see you there. How do I get tickets, Gary? You can get tickets, Neve, by asking me. I know. <laughs> but all of those other people, they can buy them on GaroFarley.com. We thought it would be great to hear about your lives because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's just phenomenal what people will tell each other. Oh, yeah. Um, we had uh, a big response and we're going to read you some of them. <laughs> we really um, did. <laughs> Linda Nivreen. Oh, no, shit. Was I not supposed to say her name? I mean, probably. But I'm like, no, uh, no, I think it's okay. Oh, no, this one's okay. Okay, no, yeah. okay. okay we can say her name. It's okay. Oh, okay. Uh, biggest <laughs> lie. When I first started dating my hus- my now husband, I wasn't long back from having lived in Boston for almost three years. He didn't want to be bested and told me he'd been to NYC a few times. Fast forward about two years into our relationship and we went on holiday to Florida and we were in emigration and they asked him if he'd ever been to the States before, to which he answered, no. Ah, he lied to her. I said, you told me you've been to NYC and he answered, yeah, yeah. well, I was trying to impress you, wasn't I? <laughs> Oh my god! I'm I, I quite like him. <laughs> how, how did it never come up again? You you you've been catfish, Linda. Yeah, I know definitely. <laughs> and you know what else has he lied about? Oh my god! Not that I want to look plant at that. that look seed. at the chink in the armor here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd be thinking. <clears throat> oh my god! You see, he must be a good liar then. Yeah, oh god. I'm so impressed by people that can lie well. I'm trying to think. There have been situations where I've just brazened it, really? but but I've always, I've always brazened it in a way that I was kind of like, oh, I know they know I'm lying, so I'm just going to get through it. But then maybe they don't know. <laughs> no, there's a whole world of catfish and opening yeah. up to me here that I might I just have you. a crack. So I have a little one here I, I came across, which is I thought was really funny. Uh, my dad always said that animals on the side of the road were just taking a nap because the road was really warm. <laughs> Oh, grim. No, but, you know, dressing up the roadkill. We did We did get the whole gone to live on a farm a couple of times. Oh, yeah. You always have to tell that. Yeah. No child needs to be dealing with death. Now that I think about it, both my boys were there when my my previous dog had to go to sleep. Oh. I know. They, they said they'd never do it again. Did you ever replace a pet? You know, Did you ever get a, a pet replaced to pretend it's the same one? No. No. <laughs> As in your mind in a pet and you buy another one? No. I know people who have gone out and tried to pass that goldfish off as the goldfish that used to be there. <laughs> right? And you're going, what? Well, but a but goldfish is... But he'd be it's, devastated. It's like, you know, but it's not <laughs> it's like... It's a goldfish. They die every five minutes. But it's not like the kid is going to go, oh, but he's got a completely different personality. No. <laughs> Uh, Sharon got in touch and she said my friend's dad told her when she was a kid that when the ice cream van played music it meant the ice cream had run out oh I've heard that one before yeah. I tell you it's a lot of, a a lot of parents and use that, that works. one yeah it really does it really really does um, here's another one uh, when I w- was a kid my parents told me if I pressed the reset button on a plug the house would explode the reset button on the plug you know like you know the way there's like reset buttons on uh, power outers or oh yeah 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 Oh my god! I know. That, you would you'd be a bit traumatized by that. These parents are yeah, horrible. Anything, aren't they? anything that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you are. remember there was the button in the fridge? Oh, oh if you press the, the defrost button. Oh, the oh. defrost button. 
Listen, as a like, mother who lives in dread of that. Not. Did you ever? I did. I pressed it <gasps> once. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because yeah. it was there. Because I was like, was I pressed? I didn't know anything about it, and I was told I was given a lecture about how I should never press this button. I was like, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to do <laughs> it now. Absolutely no question about <laughs> what I'm going to do next. Like, <laughs> yeah, everyone has brought this on themselves. <laughs> says a big old lie. Please don't use <laughs> my real name. <laughs> Okay, we, we can't. We'll beep that. Okay. okay. <laughs> You're a disaster. Oh, my God. Um, you need to read these before you go. Yeah, I know. You know. See, what I do is when they send them on Instagram, I copy them. I know. the names at the top. Anyway. He really does. I heard men should get a haircut about two to four weeks before their wedding and told my husband to be. He got it done about six weeks before and by the time the day was on the doorstep, he'd a fairly furry neck and Albert Einstein long bits on the side. All through lockdown, I shaved his hair and neck with the hair clippers. Now, I have to say, that's... I love the, the relationships vomiting emoji. Are, yeah, relationships <laughs> are not built to survive cutting Well, she married hair. him anyway, so there you um, go. And it all came out grand. So he said, here, will you do my neck and trim down the sides? He put on the blade and sure enough, the first run through it with the hair clipper, a deep chunk of hair came away. Oh, I no. mean deep. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. Um, you could see a patch of scalp in his dark brown hair. Oh, God. Oh, no. I started crying, given I'd made a total balls of his hair 27 hours before our wedding. Oh, oh good no. God. He thought I was joking. I told him to go to the hairdresser ASAP, but begged him not to say it was me that did oh. <laughs> He went to his usual hairdresser and he said he needed it sorted because he had a wedding to go to. She asked if he was going to my wedding. Not knowing he was the groom, mm-hmm. she vaguely knows me, but she wouldn't know he's my fiance. He said, nope, he doesn't know me, and it was a different wedding. <laughs> it took a bit of work to sort it, and he sprayed the gap, the oh. gaping scalp hole with one of those grey cover-up sprays, <laughs> and it looked grand on the day. I've always wondered what the hairdresser thought when she saw mutual friends' social media pics of our wedding, and the lad who came... Claimed, claimed he never, he never heard of the bride. <laughs> well, that's as he was only doing what she asked him. That hairdresser, because she's a hairdresser, right? Right, is telling that story Every to day. absolutely everybody, and he is cheating on you. Every- that's what she's saying. <laughs> he's like, he's still playing the lad game. He's pretending <laughs> he's ne- not married. Pretending he's never heard of the woman he's married to. <laughs> Stopping for a moment to remind you that we are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. If you would like to support the show, you can pledge as little as five euro a month, and in return, you will get bonus content from us and from all other shows on the Headstuff Podcast Network, including this one. The show we are cross promoting this week is Double Love. If you have ever read the Sweet Valley High books, this is the podcast for you. It is hosted by Anna and Karen, and it is hilarious. Now, I've never read the Sweet Valley High books because I had boys. So there'd be no, <laughs> you know, a it was the Beano, no nothing. <laughs> oh, and when you were a kid, of course, you 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 didn't have time to read Sweet Valley High. You were no. too busy being the Shaka Khan of Glass Nevin. Uh, listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it's always been. Double Love is a podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. Join me, Anna Carey. And me, Karen Moynihan. As we revisit one of the maddest series of books ever written. 
or ghostwritten. If you ever read about Elizabeth and Jessica, the perfect blonde Wakefield twins, then you might enjoy listening to us absolutely tearing them to shreds. Affectionately, of course. Of course. And even if you didn't, there's still plenty of drama, kidnapping, stolen boyfriends and school dances to entertain you. Find us on the Headstuff Podcast Network and wherever you get your podcasts. We have problems. Oh. Okay. Uh, I love a problem. Neve Ingerose, I'm loving the show and I think you are... And I think you are the people to help me with this problem. I work with an absolute cow and I'm about to rip her throat out. Oh, so you come to the right place. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. (laughs) Corrode is all over this. I have been working for the same company for the last six years. I get on really well with everyone I work with and we see each other socially and buy each other's kids' presents. It was all lovely until about eight months ago a new manager was appointed to our section and she is a notorious bitch. Mm. I love it. She creates a horrible environment wherever she goes. She is cranky. She actually said that there was too much chat. Oh. 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 She shushes us like we were at school. (gasps) Our team is incredibly efficient and I think that bothers her. Even simple parts of her job, like approving holidays, she makes a big deal about and it's very stressful. That is incredibly stressful. Mm. Uh, I like she has gone through, it's like she has gone through us one by one to try and break us down. We have all been upset at various points and we don't know what to do. We had to stop someone walking out last week. What do you think we should do? I feel like I am coping with it better than the others. One guy is really not doing well. It's terrible. I know you will both have some great advice. Thanks, Sharon. Oh, Sharon, we do. This is the sort I cannot stand it because I've I've been in places like that where that's happened, mm. where you you see there is this absolute rip working yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about it is, right? There's two situations here, okay. right? One, there is a situation where the company knows she's a rip. Yeah. And they put her anywhere. And decide not to do anything about it. No. Or two, they're actually quite happy she's a rip. Okay. In that, maybe maybe she's in there to break up. Maybe she's in there to make people leave. Maybe there's, you know. Like, she doesn't give any clue as to what it is that she does. But she says th- that the team is incredibly efficient. And here's the thing, right? Okay. This is what I've always found with managers who are really pedantic and unlike she is described. Yeah, the shushing thing, I hate that. They're not that good at their job. No, they're not. They're good at the basics, which is having everybody look like, like they're, they're doing a good job. Talks a good job. Yeah. Doesn't it's these do people it. who are project managers that then have to <clears throat> manage people. Yeah. And they just don't know how to do it without making everybody's life miserable. No, I know. And it's it's so unnecessary, really, it's isn't it? It's so unnecessary. I know. Well, I, to be honest with you, I, 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 you came to the right place because Garoud is your man for this kind of resp- response. My job is to keep you out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> Look, a prison term is a prison term. Prison ends. Apparently you get a telly in some prisons. Yeah, yeah you can. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> I don't know that Get person. in there. Absolutely destroyer. Firstly, what I would do is, right? <laughs> I, I, I have no sympathy for these people. Okay. I have absolutely none. Crush her, destroy her, ruin her life. Okay. Get rid. You're... Bit, Everything changes right now, Sharon, right? Firstly, right, the first thing she's going to try and do is divide and conquer. Yeah. And that's what she's doing because she you said there that she's trying to break it all down one by one. Yeah. She's trying to turn it against each other. Don't be doing what that. What to do is band together. Right? You all have to band together. Have meetings without her. 
Can you do that though? Yeah, right, totally. right, your job. You can all your boss? you can all sit together very publicly at the lunch table. Yeah, it, to be fair, it's a long time since I've worked in that environment. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would so I would just make sure she knows that you are all a united front. Okay. Right. I would also say if there are people genuinely being upset, HR. Oh, I mean instantly. Because Immediately. That's what they're there for. Don't even give any. Don't even give it a second thought. And do you know what? I, I know someone that had a situation like this recently, right? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, nah, enough is enough. I'm going. He went to HR. They were only too glad because they know, they don't want their staff leaving. No, they don't. So they were only too glad to like to take it. To address complaint. it. Yeah. And, and, and the thing about it is, in situations like that, you have to remember, right? HR can't address anything. They can know what's going on. They can see what's going on. But they unless there's a form of a complaint. People going on stress leave or <clears throat> yeah. people ringing in sick or by people um, yeah, you leaving. Have, you, have to, you have to make a formal complaint for them to actually yeah, deal with they it. They have to have a complaint to deal yeah. with in order to, to be able to do something about it, right? So I would say absolutely do that. Now, that that's I know that's very practical advice, right? It's not your normal now, run. Now we're going to get on to ruining our life. Right, right, okay. So you're putting a snake where? Slash her tires. Uh, no, yes, don't do it. Absolutely. Don't. Wipe, her, wipe the top of her sandwich <laughs> around the toilet. You, like, <laughs> enough is enough. That's horrible. No, you're not. Like, she is, you need to stop treating her as a person. She is a person. She's not a person. Nothing boils my piss more than when people <laughs> are like, oh, a bully. Oh, that's just somebody that was bullied. No, I couldn't no. care less. The other person that you should have a conversation with is her. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Because... Although that's hard. Yeah, it is hard. But you know what? why it's hard? It's hard because she's treating you like children. And you're reacting. And you're reacting to that and, and, and yeah. feeling like children. But yeah. you're not. You're all grown adults. Yeah. I think, I think to be fair, if somebody tried to shush me, they would get an eyebrow. Well, both eyebrows because can only rise, raise the two of them at the same time. But you know what I mean? Like they would get a very direct response from me. I... I Someone said shush to me. They'd get a paperweight through their monitor. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would ever say shush to you. I swear to God, nobody. I, I know that I've. I swear to God, no, no. It's I it's, just I've been like no. It, it is. I've it is. This situation it's a is very. Listen, I've been me. in this situation yeah, years yeah, ago, yeah. and the truth is that you you what they do then is quite often they put a difficult person in a space, probably because you were such a good team. They probably thought that you might be able to absorb what's going on there, and yeah. maybe even influence her. The thing is, you know, I had that one time on a team. I got two of the most difficult people to work yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. And I did my time and I went into the <laughs> went into management and then I said, right, I've done my time. If you don't remove me, somebody has a scissors in the back and I don't know who it's going to be. So, oh! I know. You didn't know that about no. me. I mean, I didn't say it to I, them. But, you know, I said it to the management. So they oh, made sure I was out. Never underestimate the effect of being the crazy in the workplace. Oh, no, you don't want to be no, the crazy. No, you don't want to be the crazy. But there are people who behave a lot crazier than they actually are. And everyone yeah. goes, oh, don't ask them. To, oh, God, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no, no. Get get away oh, no, just stuff. leave them be. Leave them yeah, be. they get away with stuff. Yeah, of course yeah. they do. Wow. So what I would say is, right? Yeah. Make it really clear. And somebody can do this. Doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be all of you. No. But just make it really clear that she's really disrupting a very efficient team. Yeah. Like, if you're efficient and you're getting the job done, I think that is what bothers her. Like you, and you say it yourself, you think that's what bothers her because she can't have much impact. No, there's nothing she can bring to the table here to make the team better. Well, she probably could if she would if she wasn't such an idiot. 
you know, we've all worked with people like this and they're toxic. They are. And then, then the problem is everybody starts to doubt themselves. And that's horrible. You should yeah. never you should never be made feel like that by people. I mean, there are still people who do it. Some people do it without knowing it. Some people have bad people skills. And that yeah, might be yeah. what's at the root of this. And if that's the case, then she needs help with that. Yeah. But, you know, the truth is, either way, I think HR will eventually have to be involved in this. I am going to give very reasonable very balanced advice here. Oh right? dear. The other thing I'm going to check with, right? Just check. Okay. Is if you are a group of people who are very that tight. all get on, on together, yeah. right? And you're very like, you're kind of a clique. That's the hard. The other side of it is, right? That can be quite difficult. Yeah. To get in. Like you can see that group of people and go on the manager and you're like, well, I'm, I'm not going to penetrate that group and be friends the way they're friends. And they can't so because maybe, they're management. Yeah. And the uh, and so maybe the only way for me to control this group or to be part of this group is to, I guess, manage it closely. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just saying have that in the back of your head. I'm not saying give her any benefit of the doubt <laughs> here, but I'm just saying, you know yourself, are you one of those groups that it's hard to get in on? Yeah. Like, and if you've been together a long time, it sounds like you've been together as a group. So sometimes that can be a kind of a thing, you know. And also, if you knew she was a notorious bitch, the anticipation of it, sometimes you're yeah, already yeah. hostile because or maybe hostile is not the right word. It's probably a bit strong, but you know what I mean? You're already in anticipation of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you the know, fear so there's that awful. element, you know, so I mean, I'm not saying that this isn't a, a legitimate thing because it definitely looks like it. That, that, that's and, what, and sometimes what happens is that people, especially in those big organizations, they get really good at their job. And in order to be promoted, they have to become people managers. Oh, and, so and they're just no good at managing people. Like. No, it's not their thing. Yeah. No. And not everybody's good at it. No, not at all. You know, and so, I would say yeah. that you've got strength in numbers. And I, I have said, I do remember what it was like. Like, I remember I had this manager and I remember. Terrible. The feeling when, even when they were coming back from holidays. No. You know, they'd been gone for Awful. two weeks. And you're just like, oh, good God. How Awful. are we going to get through this? I know. Mostly when I came across that, if I couldn't manage it, I left. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and I'm not suggesting that's the answer, but I mean, if you don't get resolutions elsewhere, you need to look at that because there's nothing worth in this world. There is nothing worth than losing yourself. So, oh, yeah, completely. But what I will say, practical things, right? Oh, right okay. United Front. Yeah, United Front. You're first. all on the same page. HR. Yeah. If, if there's actual bullying going on, keep a diary. Oh, one million percent. Wrecker car. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely for a minute there, for a minute there, I thought I had a positive impact All on the you. Tires, no, smash the sunroof, burn it out. But we don't want to lose that part of you. What part of me? You know the bit that wants to slash the tires. Absolutely and... not. No, it's my favorite bit. I mean, to be fair, I've never seen him do it. But... Also, do you know what to do? <laughs> the other thing to do. What? This is a great one. Okay. When she's if she's like if she's dressing somebody down or something like that, burst into tears. <gasps> what? Burst into tears. Why? Sob the Why? loudest you possibly can. Why? To upset her. You think that somebody who would want to do that would be upset by that? They would. Because do you know what it is? Those people can deal with somebody coming back to them. Yeah. But what they can't deal with is having their face pushed up against the window of another person's fragility. Oh. Sharon. Ball your eyes out. Sharon, I want to thank you for that problem because quite frankly, I never thought I'd hear that sentence out of Groat's yeah, mouth. There you go. Kidnap our kids. <laughs> 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 then you'll see a bit of emotion on the bitch's face. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>
Anyway, try not to get into prison over this. Uh, you know, take some of Garode's advice, not all of it. I'll let, I know you'll be sensible enough to take the right ones. Well, mind yourself, dear. It is. And I hope uh, I'll see you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.